and welcome to the Graveyard Shift, the weekly horror podcast where every week we take a listener-suggested movie and break it down into the good, the bad, and anything else we find fun and or relevant. My name is Mike, and I never work the Graveyard Shift alone. Please say hello to the co-hostess who suggested this movie because she identified with it a little too much, and I don't know if that's being a shut-in or enjoying getting whipped, my co-host Crystal. Hello, everybody. So is that uh, is that it? You're not you're just going to leave it up in the air as to whether you. Uh... I am definitely a shut in. <laughs> the whipping, it's uh, you know we'll save that for uh, the Patreon episode. <laughs> um, so anybody that wants to know those stories, come on down. <laughs> yeah, and if you're wondering what the fuck are we referring to, well, it's this week's movie because today's episode is the full Giorgio because we watched <laughs> Castle Freak. Released in 1995, Castle Freak is a movie that was directed by Stuart Gordon, who got the inspiration when he was in Charles Band's office and noticed a poster entitled Castle Freak with a Quasimodo-like man chained to a wall being whipped by a woman. When Gordon asked about it, he says, well, it's a castle and there's a freak. And apparently that's the entire... (laughs) That's the entire premise of how this thing began. Now... Wow, things have really changed. Released direct-to-video from Full Moon Enterprises in 1995. There is no budget information and no... We have the budget, which was $500,000, which was the smallest budget that Gordon ever had to work with. But uh, being a direct-to-video release, we don't seem to have the information on on what it made like in in, uh, purchases or rentals. So, no idea if this was a raging success or not, and uh, it holds a 60% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, kind of shot in the dark. TV Guide gave it a 2 out of of 5. Oh. And if the name Full Moon Enterprises sounds familiar, it's because this is the same studio that gave us Puppet Master. Yes, my favorite. Uh, so these people, this is come, this comes from a studio that has experience with direct-to-video cheese. And boy, did this movie fit the bill. And for our graveyard shift first, this is our first Jeffrey Combs horror movie. Yay, definitely one I've been waiting for. Yeah, you think we would go with Reanimator or something better? <laughs> But nope, this got suggested first. So if you want to hear better Jeffrey Combs movies, get on the damn, get on the website, get on the Facebook. Talk to us, suggest movies for us. Otherwise, this is what you're going to (laughs) get. It's nice to see this too, another side of them. (laughs) And the basic synopsis for this movie. A man inherits a castle from a long, from a, uh, I, I, I can't really say estranged aunt because it's that's usually like someone that you don't talk to in a long time. This is someone he didn't even know existed. So he inherited a castle from someone he didn't know existed and turns out they weren't the only family member in the castle. And that's basically the synopsis. Oh yeah, and he's there with his soon-to-be estranged wife and his uh, blind daughter. Newly blind daughter exactly so what were your initial thoughts about this movie well 
I have a lot of thoughts on this movie. My initial thought <clears throat> while watching it was, what is going on? And I, I honestly cannot tell if this is because I was just really sick watching it or if this is just a really out there movie, I might have to rewatch it again. <laughs> but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Overall, I think the beginning had me like in a mood where I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those stories where it's, uh, it's just about like child abuse and like I'm going to feel bad about the character so much that when he actually gets crazy, I'm going to be like, oh, but it's him. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what were your thoughts on I wanted on to it? see more from the actress, Jessica Dollarhide, who plays the daughter. Mm. She's a TV actress. She was on Major Dad in Living Color, Dr. Quinn. And then she made this her only movie, and that's fucking it. Yes, I want to know what happened. This movie might have ruined her <laughs> for doing anything. It after. destroyed her career. Well, so it's so sad. She was—I thought she was pretty good in it. Um, she was she was kind of fine. Everything else around her was uh, problematic. <laughs> her dad. Ooh. Her dad is interesting. <laughs> dad, the old lady, the freak, the lawyer, the ta- the, ta- oh, the, the town lawyer. bicycle. Everybody is problematic in this movie. <laughs> Full cast. <laughs> uh, it. Uh, I'm glad I saw it simply because it, it was. It's a Lovecraft based movie, and funny mm-hmm. enough. In April 15th of 2018, it was announced that they would be producing a remake of Castle Freak, wow. along with the the film's original star, Barbara Crampton, who put it on her Twitter. Oh my god. I did not know that. This is news to me, and I am super excited about yep. that. I am... And she, she announced wow. that the film would feature an expanded Lovecraft universe with some elements of the first movie while introducing many new characters. So we could be seeing a oh fucking overhaul of this, which I, I, I'm i interested. I'm on board. Absolutely. I'm one of the few remakes that I'm actually on board for, yes. <laughs> well, then, it. Well, the first it was good. The remake, I thought it, uh, it, 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 it hit a lot more places than the made-for-TV movie could, because, again, it was made-for-TV. Yeah. I have not got to see it yet, and I really need to get on that. But first, I'm definitely going to watch the for, uh, the original before I watch the next one. <clears throat> and then you can listen to me and Sheldon review it in the one of our earliest episodes, because we need to download numbers. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> uh, well, without further ado, let's get into the goods. And as always, we always start with the mic. So, I have to say, it's a sad time, it's a sad situation when time takes away your ability to dole out a good beating with a scourge to your captive feral child. Or a scorpion. I'm not quite sure what the implement she was using was, because a scourge is just like a regular multi-tethered whip, but a scourge, a scorpion, is when they have uh, little bolts on them. And I thought I saw a little uh, metal bolts strapped to them oh yeah that whip was coated in nothing but 
owie stuff. <laughs> so, like, did you see when he was like taking it to the dresser? Yeah. So that thing, I'm pretty sure, was a scorpion. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the good. The uh, <laughs> we get to see a mother put together a <laughs> shitty meal. I mean, you're Italian for fuck's sakes. <laughs> Well, I think that's the big insult there. He doesn't even get an Italian food. Oh, man. I just wanted to give him a blanket at least. I felt so bad. Well, he had a blanket and then it became a makeshift toga. (laughs) Oh, you mean his Zorro outfit? (laughs) I mean, it really was, was it not? (laughs) It's like, what if Zorro was like the most deplorable, disgusting, smelliest version of himself? But it's not his fault. No, definitely not. I mean, <laughs> she could have like, like cut his fingernails and shit. Though this oh. this mother was fucking terrible. Horrible, just just terrible. So it's interesting to see how child abuse, you know, is in Italy. It's quite different. <laughs> well, yeah, being Italian is the being Italian. Help. It's got more passion. <laughs> yeah, we really lack the child abuse here. Which I mean, yeah, definitely. Like, no half-assed bullshit. This lady beats her child so hard, it gives her a heart attack. Because oh, Italian man. women don't fuck around with the beatings. <laughs> you would know, right? <laughs> hey, let's not get it. Let, let, Wait, that's the let, Patreon episode. Let's sorry. not get into my dating life. <laughs> Your daily life? I'm sorry? <laughs> dating life. D- oh, the dating. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I come from like a Irish background, not an Italian background. My name doesn't en- my name out. doesn't end with a vowel. <laughs> Mine doesn't either. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I need to correct you. It Wait does. a second, I'm incorrect. <laughs> I just want. I just like to fight with you, <laughs> and I'm not even Italian. <laughs> Okay, so what is your what is your first good about this movie? My first good was actually the whip. The scorpion. It, yes, it was terrifying from the second you see it. It is an that, imposing little device. Oh, just, oh, just chills thinking about it. But the way that it pops up again... <laughs> and then it's just it's not like a one-time tag that's what i liked about it 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 made an appearance again it was actually useful not just to like be a oh yeah there was a fucking <laughs> this was like the king of callbacks when this thing shows up again yeah. <laughs> i just kind of felt like the person holding it was gonna absorb the energy of the grandma <laughs> well, she's not a grandma the mother yeah, we, we've, we've seen that in way too many movies on this podcast where <laughs> where after somebody dies someone picks up their weapon and just immediately is overtaken by their by the spirit of the person who wields it <laughs> we saw it in trick-or-treat when this kid who was just like a cheeky little prankster throughout the entire movie after running away from his dad, who is trying to murder the babysitter because he keeps thinking it's his wife, despite the fact that the babysitter has never met this guy. And as soon as he's killed by the kid's guillotine, because the kid has a fucking guillotine in his room, <laughs> he picks up his dad's knife. And this babysitter, who has saved his life, and like they kind of reconciled and became friends. As soon as he picks up the knife, you just see this look o- take over him, and he just like turns on the babysitter and like takes like a, a jumping stab at her, and then it just ends. 
And then in New Year's Evil, which was a Patreon episode, which was released on our main feed recently, episode 102, I believe. That one also had a dad who went on a killing spree. And as soon as his kid grabbed his dad's knife, he just immediately like starts going after his mom too. Like <laughs> this seems to be a theme in uh, in some movies where it's just like it's not the people that are evil; it's the weapon that guides them. Okay, so I mean, yeah, that's a that's <laughs> that's a good way of saying no person is ever evil. <laughs> <clears throat> but they did not put that trope in here, and there, I think we're better for it. Oh yeah, the, the, this whip definitely contributed to the uh, to the to the positive parts of the show, to the movie. Uh, yeah. My next good, fuck this cat and fuck thumbs. <laughs> when the freak is finally visited by a cat, uh, for some stupid reason, the cat sticks around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was odd. And then the cat just decides to bolt. And then we just see the cat like get stuck halfway, leaving the uh, the little prison gate, the little prison hole in the, do- the hole in the door. And then the cat's like, Row! and then you hear, and then you see like, just like a, a, a completely blood soaked cat. Like, I don't know what the hell this is. Like the cat's covered in blood telling us like, oh, there's still meat there. So did he just eat the fur? I, I don't, I, I don't see. He just tried to drink the blood. I, yeah, but the blood is on the cat. Like to get the boost of energy. The cat is all bloody on the floor. You think if he like sucked all the blood. The cat would just be like a, a disheveled. It's gonna yeah. be messy. I mean, you've seen Ozzy Osbourne. You know, it's it's a <laughs> messy situation. You don't just go in neck deep and come out, you know, pristine. It's gonna cause some, you know, stuff. But it really did look like a bloody cat slipper. <laughs> it looked like he turned the cat inside out. Yeah, it, like it's you just couldn't odd. see fur. Again, yeah. like you think, like he'd be like ripping the fur off of it so he could eat the meat, but no, you don't see a patch of fur on the ground. I, I think he ate the fur. Maybe, maybe that was he was trying to make like a a makeshift toga thing. Or <laughs> He's trying to make a little loincloth out of the cat. Loincloth, yeah. There just wasn't enough material for a strap. <laughs> He's like, "Fuck it, naked Zorro, we're done." <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, oh man, I don't even have enough to make a merkin. <laughs> and then when, instead of just like calling out for anybody for help, he decides the best way to break out of his cell, instead of doing like what other people would do and like, you know, disjoint your thumb, which will still fucking hurt, but you can set it back when you're done. But like this guy never watched any TV or read books, so he just thought, "Oh, my thumb is in the way of these cuffs. Fuck that! Fuck my thumb!" And he just bites it right the fuck off. But you know, like, the, the clock is ticking. That guy's gonna get an infection because, you know, I don't think those teeth have ever seen toothpaste. How is he even alive? Like, there's no bare minimum of care for this kid. Like, for. Over 40 years, too? Like, holy God. I could barely make it through a day without water or anything, <laughs> you know? I'm just thinking about it. Well, like... it looks like he drank his water from, like, the moss leaking mm. through the uh, stones. Yeah, okay, that's true. That that can't be very good, though, right? That's got to do no, something to you. <laughs> especially when you consider, like, there should be, like, a big... There should be, like, a, a corner, which is just, like, a mountain of shit. Yes. 
That I, was lacking there, huh? I, I guess we could put that as a, uh, as a as a bonus good. We didn't see Shit Mountain. Yes. Ugh. Saw a lot of other stuff, though. Ugh. Yeah, well, we're still in the good side. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, what's your next good? Uh, my next good was kind of the, the, the attitude of the characters coming into it, you know? It's, it was interesting. The characters see. had personality. Yeah, they had personality, but going into like this just crazy situation, they're, they're going to another country that I don't think they've ever been to before and going into this house, but they're automatically setting up to stay at this house. Which seems kind of weird to me. <laughs> yeah, you think if he wants to sell the house, he'd just be like, "All right, sell the fucking house. I'm out. Later, yeah. bitches. Send me, send me the bill overseas." It, yeah, it, the whole thing just seems weird. I, I guess he wanted to like. I guess he felt like his marriage was falling apart, so he figured like a, a little impromptu European vacation oh. might be a little thing to bolster the family bonds. Okay, you know that that definitely does make sense, especially <laughs> seeing all the flashbacks and what happens. Or what yeah. had happened. They say it changes. They say it changes as good as a rest. So I figure, like, just getting out of their house. Yeah. So what? he's trying to cling on to this no matter what, and mm. she. But you could just see her attitude from the beginning, and you don't really understand it. Yeah, she's before they do the. There's there's uh, a the, disconnect between them. Yeah, and it was interesting to see that. Like, I, I just wanted. I was screaming at the screen, like, "Why'd you even come?" If you're just going to have an attitude about this, this is a castle. <laughs> yeah. I was mad until I figured it out. But I gave you a castle, you ungrateful bitch. <laughs> I know, Show me some respect. I just gave you a castle I just found out I got. <laughs> give me some give me some loving, damn it. Fulfill your wifely duties. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you say duty? <laughs> it's, you you it's can duty. step the fuck off, bitch. But it, it was like a nine-month period, wasn't it? Where, where he said, I haven't had any in like nine months. Yeah. That's, yeah. So this whole, thing, I don't know. The, what I love about the character is their big personalities and, and everything. But at the same time, it's it's love-hate relationship yeah. with them. These characters are full. <laughs> that is definitely a good positive. The characters yeah. are not empty, blank slates. Yes. So, uh, my next good is we get to see the flashback. What caused this rift between them? What blinded the daughter? And it begins with the father. He's driving drunk. He's clearly impaired. But otherwise, like, at this moment, he's fine. But, you know, the thing with drinking is that it's always the slightest distraction that because you're drunk leads to the fuck up. And my, my good is this kid had a Game Gear. Because he's playing a fucking Game Gear. And this was when I had to look up the year this was made. Because everything else, like the quality, the looks of the characters, I thought this was filmed in like 1982. Yeah. Until I saw him playing a Game Gear. And I'm like, oh, what? Turns out 1995. Like this (laughs) movie, what the fuck? He went through a damn time capsule. Yeah. It, it's a good and a bad thing for me on that one. Yeah. And so, like, I'm just thinking, like, this kid's got a fucking great childhood because he's, like, five or six, and he's playing a Game Gear. So he drops it. And, you know, it's 
this isn't like a uh, like a little abacus or some uh, little wooden car. This is a fucking Game Gear. So, of course, you're going to unbuckle your seat to get down to get it. And that's when the dad turns around and, like, I don't know what the... He keeps his eyes turned around as if he's trying to, like, buckle the kid up while driving in the back seat, while driving in the front seat. And, yeah. of course, well, you're drunk, so that's the excuse for everything. Instead of just saying, like, at best, if you want the kid buckled up, make your daughter do it. Just be like, yeah. he, he's, he's gotten loose, turn around, fix him up, would you please? It's your little brother. You love him, right? I'm, she would have been. She would have done it, but no. The drunk father's just like, ah, oh, fuck! I gotta do everything around here, and then he <laughs> flips the car, and <laughs> and then not. <clears throat> so then we think, oh well, the, how is the daughter gonna lose her eyesight? And when he finds the daughter, she's screaming and she's got glass shards in her eyes. Oh God! <laughs> I, I... That bit right there <laughs> is a lot to take in. Because you're thinking about, there's no other scratches on this girl. She is fine. She's a little wet. I think it was rainy. But she's just laid on the ground perfectly splayed out with just glass shards in her eyes. That's it. (laughs) She's cool. She's good, though. When did shatter glass come out? You know, the glass that turns into, like, pebbles rather than, like, razor shards? I really can't remember. I'm trying to go back through my childhood of the accidents I've been through. (laughs) 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 And, like, calculate that way, but... uh... No, I really don't remember <laughs> when that came out. Uh, huh. So what else tickled you in this movie? <laughs> besides, besides the terrible mutilations and, and child death. All the oh, yeah, the son died. in this movie. Oh, yeah, fuck, the son died. I, forgot, I think I forgot to mention that. <laughs> yeah. The car gets wrecked. The girl gets, the, uh, the girl gets glass shards in her eyes, and the boy is just fucking toast. Oh, bad. He is street pizza. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know he's Italian, but he died Italian. <laughs> he, he, he sure did. <laughs> oh, God. that It's it's almost an afterthought that he even dies until it's brought, you know, he's brought back again. You know, his picture and stuff. It's, it's just so focused on the other girl being blind and how much the wife hates this husband. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so my next... Oh, that's what he was saying. He says, I haven't had a drop in nine months. That's what he was saying. Okay. Because he, he quit why. his drinking. Yes. Okay, he was saying that, and somehow I was like, I haven't had a drop of you in nine months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I was sick. I was I was making my own storyline up. <laughs> Who knows? Probably it, it made, it, It's probably both. She hasn't put okay. out in nine months because, again, like when you feel that someone has murdered and mutilated your children, you, you know the basement dries up. I mean, but he got a castle now. Yeah, I, I think well, it's time to rebuild that family. <laughs> yeah, but at least like give her a day to sit in it, see the village, and like settle. Right now, <laughs> you know, don't just be like, "All right, we're in a castle now. Take Daddy to the yeah. bone zone." Right, like, seriously, that was it. Like, here we are, this is the castle. That's it. <laughs> he gets to go out and party in the in the town and get drunk and stuff, but she just, like, stays there the whole time. She's like, no, this is a business trip. Get back here and do business. Uh, <clears throat> so what's your next good? Uh, 
Dang it. As we were talking, I had it and then I just forgot it. It, it was something <laughs> I just thought of right then and there. Um, so I'm going to let it go. Bye. Okay. Adding on to that, though, I think my big thing is this lady who married this guy who has this weird ass family is who has mutilated her kid and killed her other son. She's got to think, all right, you know, great. He's got a castle. Cool. There's got to be some stupid shit I'm going to have to deal with now. And of course, you know, there's a freak in the basement. (laughs) There's a freak in the castle. Thus the name. Why? At this point, I think she's really thinking, why the hell did I marry this guy in the first place? He has ruined my entire life. Not just him, but now his family's getting involved. People we didn't even know about. I, oh yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think she had time. Well, she never had time to think about that because first she thought he was just making shit up when people started dying around the castle. She thought, oh, he's off the wagon. So he. But he's his- a liar. Too, and she saw that right away with the hooker thing. So well, also again, he fell off the wagon. When they get to the yeah. castle, he's still sober. She okay. she she drives him to drinking by not putting out. Which, you know, <laughs> we'll we'll get into that. But that this is the good section. Yes, this is a good section. <clears throat> anyway, her deep character, or maybe I just gave her a deeper character than she actually was. That that was definitely it. Okay, so my next good is the wine cellar and the father finding it. Um, I do feel like it reminded me a lot of The Shining. Yes, a uh, a father dealing with sobriety after uh, after his drinking led him to harm his child and cause a rift in the marriage. They end up in an isolated place surround- with a uh, dark past that also has a wine cellar to prompt... To push the man in weakness. Very, very similar. Yeah, I, I really did like that. And I like that it wasn't just a one-time wine cellar thing. Again, they they brought it back to the storyline. and I, Isn't it nice that you inherit a castle full of wine? <laughs> Unless you're an alcoholic. A recovering alcoholic. I would sell it and still be cool with it. It's nice yes. old Italian wine. Yeah, you would definitely. Yeah, that's what I would do if I was on the if I was on the wagon. I would just say, I can't deal with this temptation in my castle. Which, by the way, I have a fucking castle that is awesome, yeah. and I'm just gonna sell this shit so now I will be I can afford to furnish my castle, and you know get some cable TV up in this bitch. Yeah, and divorce my wife because <laughs> she's not sticking around. But he just goes and he smashes a bottle, hurting himself, which is. Stupid. I don't. I don't really understand how he hurt himself, smashing it. But yeah. I've never done that, so I don't know. Yeah, how how he did it was a little sketchy, but you know, I guess the point is they had to like have him wrap up his hand or something. So, you know, like brother, like brother. Hey, I can be wrapped <laughs> up in bandages too. I can do. I can do it better than you. <laughs> well, that's a good call. <laughs> uh, speaking of my next good. The freak. The freak himself. He's fucking amazing. He is hideous. He's disgusting. He looks amazing. And his acting is amazing most of the time. He definitely looks like someone that is continuously suffering and just trying to, you know, find something in the world to to, to latch on to. Yes, to connect to. 
Yeah, and he, and he definitely finds it with this picture, which I don't understand how he recognizes. It's like, what if the Hunchback of Notre Dame was <clears throat> Italian and, well, did some things that will end up in the bad section? <laughs> <laughs> okay, my next good is another painting. We, we have another movie with really creepy painting in it. Oh, uh, boy. Definitely a theme. <laughs> and it is... Eating babies, some so is it a god? Um, or a wasn't yeah, wasn't there like a god like Kronos that uh, ate that was supposed to eat his children? But I thought they were fully grown children at the time. This is just a man scarfing down babies. Yeah, he wants babies. them in his belly. Yeah, super odd piece of artwork, uh, and I kind of dig it too. <laughs> and I, mean, I just, do know, just like a a baby cr- trying to like crawl out of the mouth. Of a man. It is fucking... It is a regular-sized man somehow trying to swallow a regular-sized baby. Not like a baby shrunk down to size. This is like a full-on fucking eight-and-a-half-pound infant crawling out of the mouth of a regularly regularly proportioned, average-sized man. Like, at this point, you'd think the man's jaw would be broken trying to accommodate this baby. He's like an egg-eating snake. He's unhinged his jaw and man, he's unhinged his jaw trying to just ingest this child whole. Ugh. It's it's disturbing, but in all the right ways. But I also don't understand how it really plays part in the uh, story. Because she also hates her kid. Yeah, but did she? She didn't always hate her kid. I feel. I feel well, like she had a real good relationship, and then you know, <laughs> he doesn't look like she just recently imprisoned him. I mean, up until he was five years old, they said, and then they never saw, or he died, or she pretended he had died. No, uh, from what we understand, she got knocked up by the guy who then left with her sister. So she gave birth already hating this child. Oh. All right, so. And then, like, she, like, faked his death at the age of five. All right, I am... Well, I made up a way better movie, so call me producers. We'll make it happen. <laughs> I'll be hey, on the remake. <laughs> you, you can tweet Barbara Crampton and just say, "Hey, listen, if we uh, you haven't gone too far ahead with this remake, here's <laughs> I got my some sc- ideas. Here's my script. <laughs> call me. Let's work some shit out. <laughs> Let's answer some questions that were left off in the first one. Ah, <laughs> uh, my next good, the uh, the skinny Italian hooker. She is, like, at first, we think she's just some girl picking him up in a bar. Like, because at this point, she's just the definition of da- of DTF. Yes. And full frontal is one thing, but we get full frontal oral. Like, this guy is actually licking her body. Like, we see, like, the light glistening off saliva. He's making, like, <laughs> this isn't like, oh, okay, now you're going to nestle your face between her boobs. <laughs> Like, no, we're seeing, like, full-on saliva licking. Like, this guy, he's getting paid to lick an Italian woman's body. Like, this is some method acting here. Yeah. that. I'm sorry, those those scenes were done very well and very gross. Uh, The whole time I was like, like, watching through my fingers, like, it's a horror movie. (laughs) That's the horror scene. (laughs) I could not imagine, like, why she would go for Jeffrey Combs. (laughs) <laughs> like he never really seemed like the swarthy guy that you would just like pick up for a one night stand until she opens up her hand and starts like pointing at it like 
Like, like Lira, Lira. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and this is, yeah, th- this is a theme that we'll get to l- in the next section. But for this part, I, it, this was just like a, a an interesting detour. Like we just thought, oh, he's going to do something embarrassing or he's going to, uh, he's going to, uh, you know, miss his wife or something. But no, she just, she just straights up, like takes his, takes him. <laughs> Uh, and this isn't the only good because <laughs> when she goes missing, then it turned, then, uh, what the fuck what was his name? John? The cop? John. No, Jeffrey Coombs. He played, yeah. Oh, <laughs> funny, funny enough, he, he played John and he was a John. <laughs> so when he's talking to his lawyer, he's saying, I didn't know she was a hooker. And he says, well, everyone else did. She screwed half the town. And then like he, he goes, and and then the lawyer says, I've enjoyed her services myself. <laughs> that like, was the best. She is the town hooker. But And the best. Everybody goes there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the fact she screwed half the town and then he backs up the, and then he's proud to back up that claim himself. <laughs> oh, well, this he's lawyer... Like, it's like Yelp, you know? Oh, this lawyer he's, he's is so... <laughs> this lawyer is so fucking good. He's great. I Everything about... Not only does he say like, oh, yeah, yeah, I had the best hooker in town. He then proceeds to blackmail John. <laughs> he's telling him like, listen, I'll uh, I'll see to your defense and all that. Uh, you just make sure it's worth my while. <laughs> And then the guy's just like, yeah, fine, whatever. Just like, don't put me in jail for something I didn't do. And at this point, the guy's just like, I don't even care if you did it or not. Like, just pay me and I'll defend you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, as a bonus, he decides, because he's also like, he's also like a, a moon, he moonlights as an Ancestry.com founder. <laughs> he, pr- he proceeds to tell the guy his secret family history. <laughs> he does. Like, wouldn't you have just said that in an email first before? <laughs> he then like knows tells him all of his history like all of his history like hey turns out you had a brother that died when he was five and your mom well it turns out your mom wasn't actually your mom it was your aunt <laughs> god what a crazy i thought my family was messed up but we are not italian that's that's clear dang <laughs> oh my god this okay so my next good is actually <laughs> I actually timestamped it when you get to see the the tits and bush 52 minutes in. This is a slow burn to get to that. And I actually really enjoyed that it wasn't just right in front of your face. A slow burning bush. A slow burning bush. (laughs) 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 I really did appreciate that. It wasn't just, you know, two seconds in bush. I mean, which is good in certain things, you know. We we've seen that it's a it's a formulation that definitely works throughout cinema. And then but... his head goes straight into the bush. <laughs> yes, and he's in there. Like if you really look at his face, he is in huh. there. There's got to be like a piece of tape covering. I I was expecting him to like when his head finally leaves her her area. I thought he was going to go like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that was that was great, and 
oh, so much of Jeffrey Combs being awesome. Like when he he gets arrested for the murder of her and the the maid who, you know, the lawyer who the the maid is the lawyer's sister. And you think the lawyer could instantly say, well, I was on the phone with her when I was speaking with this man in the bar. So I I know that he did not kill her. But being Italian, he's just like, why use a logic and don't even have a vowel at the end? <laughs> oh, God. So he accuses him of murdering the sister. He uh, Combs is in jail. And then at one point, like, the guards leave him alone for a second. He grabs a baton, and then he cracks it over the cop's head, who's been, like, hassling him, because this cop is the hooker's baby daddy. So now he's mad at him. I'd, like, probably not for killing the woman he loved, but for sticking him with daddy duty. <laughs> yeah. He's like, now I gotta acknowledge the little fucker, thanks to you. <laughs> well, that... He did a really good job acting that out, but when uh, John actually like hits the cop back with the baton, it warps the baton. That it that made me fucking laugh because we <laughs> see this thing straight as can be. He whacks the cop on the head, and then when he's crawling out the window, you see this baton is fucking bent. <laughs> it's supposed to have a steel core in it, and he bent it on the cop's head. Uh, probably the best part. <laughs> <laughs> that just fucking cracked me up. I mean, sometimes an outtake or or a oh fuck what's no 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 take a a blooper or a, or a fuck up. <laughs> it, it just stays in and it's just fucking gold. It's it's so good. But the bent baton. Did, yeah, how was you were John's saying? jaw not broken when the cop hit him? Because <laughs> it was acting. <laughs> Okay, put that in the, the questionable section then, because the whole time I'm like, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> that guy would be out. He'd be fucked up. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, any more goods? Um, let me see. Because I got one left. Okay, you know what? Go ahead with yours. The, uh, the fight scene at the end between the two brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, I never pictured him as, like, a dynamic actor. Like, he's just more for, like, a, 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 a creepy, weaselly presence. Yeah. But to see him throw down, like, running and jumping off things. Like, this guy gets full-on physical in this fight. Like, to save his family. Like, it doesn't seem like a, a weak, tepid thing. This looks like a desperate man, not only seeking to vindicate himself. Like, that's secondary. He has a family to protect. Even if they don't want anything to do with him, he is still a father. Yeah. And he fights for the father's strength and purpose. And he just does everything right in this fight scene. It's like desperate to see like, like the, this, this freak has like physical strength, but the father, he's got desperation on his side. Yeah. He, he has a purpose to his fighting. So it was just an excellent fight scene and i'm happy with it it was yeah i i actually really really enjoyed it um i do have marks on the bad or questionable side so let's just go back let's just go into it 
All right, uh, let's get into the bads then. And go ahead, Crystal, lead the charge. All right. So my bad, which it's more of a an extreme annoyance. <laughs> when, okay, this freak, he, he is like near death most of the time. And then all of a sudden he just springs into action and jumps out of a window and nails it like a fucking gold medalist. <laughs> and just like continues on. Well, he's, he, he. I, I guess, like, Cat is, like, the Italian version of Popeye spinach. <laughs> He's, like, oh, I'm sorry. I In the morning, like, just getting out of bed is hard for me. Like, you hear me. I sound like an old man. How is this guy just have this energy? Just from, like, cat blood. And then, oh, and hooker blood, too. He <laughs> ate some titties. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> uh, like, that, that amount of strength, that makes me think that a vegan diet is really not the way to go. You uh, you really need your energy in the meats. Well, yeah, and plus the blood has the iron in it. <laughs> yeah, so um, that that leads me into a whole list of other things, but I'll, I'll let you speak for a second. What was uh, one of yours? <laughs> well, remember I talked about how sometimes a fuck-up or an outtake is great in a movie when they leave it in? Yeah. Well, this one, this, this fuck-up made it on the bad list. The bread. This lady slices a terribly tapered slice of bread, but yet when it gets to him, on when it gets to the cat, we see the bread is perfectly evenly sliced. Oh, I didn't notice. It's a weak entry, but it'll get better. <laughs> so, what's your next bad? All right, my next bad. Okay, my next bad is. Um, the freak himself, like, how is, how does he have the notion to cover himself out, uh, cover himself up? I mean, if you've been naked all of your life, you're not really going to seek, like, that moral coverage, you know, or modest coverage, uh, not moral, I'm sorry. Unless the mother beat him into covering himself when he's around her. I, I feel like he's never been out of there. No, but if the mother visits him, like, she doesn't want to stare at his junk. But I thought that's why she cut it off. Well, maybe that's why he hides it, because he doesn't want it to go after the rest. Oh, okay. So, but then he reckons, he recognizes himself in a picture. Like, him as a kid. So, I guess... I guess he would, he would see... He would still remember how he looked as a kid? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like that, that that's a little odd, but I'll... Never been through it, so I don't know. Ah, uh, what about you? My next bad. Why does a movie filmed in 1994 look like it was filmed in 1982? To mess with you. Fair enough. Your <laughs> uh, your next one? My next one goes back into the freak eating the hooker uh, and like that... testing out like play. He's reenacting. What John was doing to her, except way different. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't. He, well, he didn't see the front. He didn't get any subtlety on it. Like, yeah. you know, he's what? eating if, her out. Yeah, if you thought he went too far eating pussy when he dealt with the cat, <sighs> then yeah, he yeah he, he dove down even further and yeah, this was yeah. All I have, because that's definitely on this in this section for me, and it's just oh fuck this rape scene. Yeah, it is this... terrible. It didn't have anything to do with the movie. Like you could just have him grab the woman 
and then like show her bloody body with like her neck ripped out. That is fine, but they had to show like such graphic sexual violence. Yeah, it's it was so odd considering how like nice he was to the daughter, and it, it uh, I don't know the whole thing just ugh, made me feel horribly weird. I don't well, know. it's just gross. There's You're just gross. no excuse for it. It didn't add anything to the movie. Mm-hmm. As good as the movie is, like, if you're going to suggest watching this movie to anybody, you have to remember this scene happened and how they might take it. Wait a second. How did he lose his penis? Maybe the mom ate it off or something. Maybe that's how he got this notion in his head to bite people's shit off. Mm. Or maybe yeah, he look- bit it off because he bit his fingers off. I don't know. He does a lot of biting. (laughs) Uh, uh, My next bad, uh, something in the credits. Uh, I think when it mentions the the actress Jessica Dollarhide as Rebecca, Mm -hmm. it says in Jessica Dollarhide in the role of Rebecca. Which, I mean, like, what a fucking wordy, prattling way to say as. Yeah. I don't know if that was... Is that something that people do in order to say, like, hey, this is the first actual movie. Is this someone who you've seen before you know? Well, if it's someone's first movie, you would say introducing Jessica Dollarhide as Rebecca. Yeah, okay. It's just that simple. It's just weird, then. So, what is your next bad? My next bad is also the title. It, It just goes into the movie. I had to rewind it because I thought I was missing part of it. Like, the credits and stuff. It just went, like, straight into it. I was like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty lackluster. Yeah, I was like, we're just right in it. I mean, that's good and bad because I really felt like I was missing something. (laughs) I needed, like, at least who made it. Like, a production symbol or something to Uh, let me know I'm starting. (laughs) Ah, yes. And to continue the bad treatment of women, Jeffrey Coombs fails the Me Too test. (laughs) Because we see him trying to put the moves on his wife. She's not receptive. And he just figures, oh, when they say no, that just means try harder. Mm. No, Mm -hmm. no, it doesn't. If a woman's not in the mood, it means not in the mood. And And again, just because she married you doesn't mean that you are entitled to it. Hmm. And he's like, I haven't had a drop in nine months. Like, like, I'm still dealing with my alcoholism put out. Like, no, those two things don't equate. Like, he thought because he was a good boy, he deserves a cookie. Yeah. Ugh, that is so gross when people do that. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of, ugh. You're right. Yeah. Uh, th- Your next bad? Yeah, my next bad is the scene... Where it's the mother and the daughter, and I believe the husband is actually at the police station. <clears throat> and the daughter is sitting there undressing, talking to her mother. The mother's freaking out about this glass of water and these cops. <laughs> We're supposed to be keeping them safe uh, and staying at their, their door to the bedroom. Um, she goes out there. They're gone. She's like, where the fuck is these, these cops with the water? Uh, goes and walks off. Doesn't tell her daughter. Nothing. <laughs> and then the freak comes in and she's yeah. just like i can tell someone's in the room <laughs> yeah she thinks she's still talking to her mom or somebody or whatever you're sitting there with her her top she's ta- open <laughs> talking about like bo- i'll talk about like boyfriends in high school how they know like <laughs> if i like a guy i know i won't be swayed by his good looks because i won't <laughs> see them so i'll know that it's real and 
Oh, it's it's so sad just to be like, uh-huh, yeah, whatever. What about this water? Like, she just, just, just walks out of the room. But how does this daughter not smell the freak coming in? Exactly! Th- throughout the whole movie. There's no way this guy can sneak up on you. No. I Unless she broke her nose in the accident, too. <laughs> we see a glass shard up her schnoz. <laughs> She does got some it scars worked. coming down, but I don't the know. Doc- the doctor did amazing work. She not, she didn't need a nose job. She just completely lost her sense of smell. <laughs> uh, that, that was definitely a huge one. The, the non-smell factor, even though they've made it a point to say, this guy is stinky and he looks gross. If not connected. Uh, and, uh, my next bad is another surprise hooker. First Cemetery Man, and now this. Like, Italian directors just have a really negative, diminished view on women. <laughs> Aside from them looking pretty and showing their tits. Like, the fact that, like, in Cemetery Man, the, the Cemetery Man gets seduced by a woman, and we just think, oh, well, you know, if two people are enjoying fucking, then, you know, great, enjoy your fucking. But then, but then the roommate's just like, oh, by the way, that'll be like a thousand lira. It's like, what the fuck? And and she's like asleep at this point, so we don't know if this if this woman is just like surreptitiously pimping out her friend or if she's actually her manager. And then in this one, when the girl seduces the guy, and again holds out the hand like lira. And none of this is happening beforehand, so. It's like, I, I guess like in Ita- I guess in Italy, they figured like talking about finances before sex would just ruin the, uh, the, the passion. Romance. Yeah. <laughs> the romance that is not real because this woman is just seeking a transaction. <laughs> it's like, and it's, to me, it seems like a really shitty business model. Because what if I just walked into your house, like put down like some food. And then immediately, like, broke into your jar full of money and started taking out what I think I'm owed. It's like, you didn't even ask. You didn't even order any food from me. I just gave you food, and now I'm taking your money. So you have siblings. That's exactly what it's like. (laughs) They never leave your house empty-handed. Yes, well, again, the caveat is that I'm giving you money. Well, money's exchanging hands. (laughs) <laughs> never mind the fact that i'm just like taking your food i'm giving you food and i'm taking money your asking is just complete like forget any agreements it's just happening <laughs> so yeah italian movies have terrible views on women like it would be great to see one where a woman is where people actually treat them as you know sentient beings rather than cock receptacles but <laughs> yeah i uh, we might need a couple more decades for that. We'll see. Yeah. So, yeah. what's your next bad? My next bad is the kicking and punching sounds throughout this movie. I swear to God, I was transported right back to Toontown. <laughs> they were just so cartoon, and it was actually funny. I was actually getting into it, and I was like, yeah, what's gonna come next? Oh yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. It took it took me out of the scene, but put me in in a different way. <laughs> and uh, and all of a sudden, the movie was not a horror, but definitely comedy. 
<laughs> and then you think like someone's about to run really fast. You hear like a <laughs> it would just would have been funny if someone jumps out of a window and there's a trampoline. <laughs> just like the, hair, the hair stands up on end and then <laughs> then they run and there's a cloud of smoke behind them <laughs> oh shit and all you hear is like scooby dooby doo where are you <laughs> they're like running down the hall opening doors running through hallways coming out through different doors wait hold on this might be in the next movie hold on <laughs> let's calm down no speculations <laughs> yeah. the next movie castle reek <laughs> and then the video comes out perfect <laughs> uh, and uh, as much as I love the full frontal on the hooker I did not like the full frontal on Quasimodo oh god no he has all balls yes not, not like it would have made it better if he had like a Pringles can down there <laughs> but the fact like he, the camera shows that he has got nothing he's like Oh, fuck, what was that movie where, uh, oh, shit, who, who's the guy from The Office, the black guy who does the singing? Craig Robinson. He's, uh, he's in this, uh, this shitty teen comedy movie where he plays a guy called, like, Horse Dick Dot Ampeg. What? That, th- that's his rap name. <laughs> and then when we finally get to see the horse dick, it is just like a stump with a straw for pissing. Oh, I gotta see it, but... I don't want to see it. Oh, God. So this is what this reminded me of. Except the name. (laughs) I don't know if it was like Road Trip or Euro Trip or something. But yeah, this was... This was just... Yeah. I mean, like, the fact that they had... Everything about this rape scene, from the fact that, like, you had to show his mutilated genitalia, which had nothing to do with the story... And even if it did have something to do with the story, you could just allude to it. Yeah. <clears throat> there, I don't know. Oh, but if it is going to be there, I'm glad that it was done in a way that was absolutely disgusting. And the effects were good on it. The makeup was just, it was well done. He looked <laughs> so gross. It's not like it was going to be like some weird... Uh... Some weird Twilight thing where it, it <laughs> turns out the the banjo just come off and he's like fucking sparkling and beautiful and disco balls. <laughs> <laughs> I just ruined Twilight for myself. <laughs> oh fuck! We are we are never watching that on this show. Oh, that, that would have to be like a Patreon. Request. That would be hilarious. I am so down. You guys request it if you want it because I have doubt. I sadly read the books and watched all the movies, possibly in theater on premiere day. Ugh. Excuse uh, me. Yeah, I, so if you if you want us to watch Twilight, you're gonna have to be a Patreon donor for at least twenty dollars. Now, whether that's twenty dollars in one month <laughs> or like ten dollars over two months, you will literally have to pay me to watch that to watch that series. Uh, I have one bad left for this movie, um, and it's the very end when when John has already jumped off of this house or castle, and he lands. He's not dead yet, although the freak's dead. Cool. Um, and the girls just—they're just like transported right next to him in an <laughs> instant, right before he dies. They managed to catch him. They didn't have to like figure their way out how to get back down the house or anything like that. 
they're just like right there and well, that kind of bugs me they just followed the rules from the other guys where they're just like close your eyes and head aim for the bushes <laughs> just jump uh i yeah for some reason that just like you, that's the end you're gonna give me <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's uh. like i love you i love you too like it just seemed like the de facto ending it's kind of cool not to die a bastard you know i mean like wait he was a bastard but well he 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 was he was like a a man who tried he He had some missteps but he wasn't like at his core a bad person yeah the hooker business though (laughs) well the wife didn't put out after nine months and she wouldn't put out after seeing a castle <laughs> I don't know. I just feel those, like those, those your daughter's good, those there. Aren't, those aren't good reasons. They were just his reasons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> they were just reasons. <laughs> Look, I uh. gave her. She, I, I brought her to a fucking castle. You think she could play with my willy? But no. Like, what does it take to forgive me killing our son? I'm sorry. With the jet lag of that day, of that whole travel situation, I would be like, no, you're not getting any. But, yeah, come yeah, come back tomorrow after I go visit the town, get the Italian experience, hear yeah. some music, hear some uh, violins and accordions, you know, yeah, take me to take bitch. take me to a fucking ristorante, share me some <laughs> share some share some spaghetti and meatballs like Lady and the Tramp, like fucking woo me, you bastard. Yeah, it it would have been. And comb nice. your and comb your hair. Oh, okay, you went there. Wow. Well, yeah, he looked <laughs> he looked always disheveled all the time. I think he was like in perpetual detox mode like, throughout <laughs> this whole fucking movie. <laughs> he wasn't sober for nine months. He was detoxing for nine months. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard for some people. Okay. <laughs> oh, so that that was definitely the end of my bads. Did you uh, did you have any more? Yep, two quick ones. Uh, (laughs) The lawyer forgot the guy was with him in a bar when his sister called him minutes before getting murdered. Making him the perfect alibi for this guy. Yeah, He's also drunk. (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, (laughs) it's like, what if what if Mario what if Mario was a lawyer instead of a doctor? Oh, that would be the best. Could we please make a comic book about that? Mario and Luigi. Instead of throwing pills down a bottle, he's like throwing people in jail. (laughs) It's like, I don't even know what a lawyer does. (laughs) I believe you. (laughs) I'm a lawyer. I I take a bad man and put him in jail. How do you know they're bad? That's just for the judge to decide. (laughs) Is it the judge or the jury? Do they have jury? (laughs) That's for Judge Bowser to decide. (laughs) Bowser. (laughs) Uh... And my, my final bad is sexualizing this 15-year-old child. Ugh. Always showing her in a bra. And even on the cover, like even yeah. like the VHS cover that they have on the Wikipedia article has her in the bra all the time. It's just like, hey, a 15-year-old girl, she has breasts. Are you happy? Are you interested? <laughs> like, there are two grown women that love showing their tits mm-hmm. in this movie. Leave the 15-year-old child alone. Oh, I liked how the mother tried to, like, undo her her shirt <laughs> to the freak. And then you get, like, a, just the bare minimum mommy tits. And then they went away. Do you even see them? Or is it just, like, we see a bra and then, like, as it's pulled away, it cuts out? 
Yeah, just a bra and then the cut this out. Woman, it, it's hard this, labor. This woman loves to show her... This woman has shown her tits in movies before. Yes. She is a mature... She is like a developed woman. We want to see those titties, not illegal titties. <laughs> I feel bad, but also the VHS cover was kind of cool with her eyes whited out. It it looked cool. It was stunning to see, but then you think, oh, that's a, oh, that's a kid. Gross. Yeah, if they could have made her like a college age kid. Yes. Then, you know, all problems are done. Yeah. Well, at least the problems regarding her walking around in a bra just and and then in the rain. Moral problem. J- just for us. Ah, <laughs> uh, so that's all my bads and that's all your bads, but you know what? There was just one thing that had me questioning why is this woman like if she's got her son chained up because she can't stand to look at him why the beatings what Hmm. what could he have possibly have done to deserve a beating so severe that it fucking kills this old lady but luckily our sources came through the mystery is solved because as long as this movie is which is 90 minutes perfect it could have been 92 minutes. <laughs> and that would have been two minutes too long, apparently, for Stuart Gordon. But someone found the scraps, they put it together, and they sent it to us, and we have the impetus for this fatal beating on this week's It Came from the Cutting Room Floor. So anyways, I say Lucia, I say... Mama! Just a second. What? I need a bath! What am I, your fucking mother? Yes! Do it yourself. How? I'm on the phone. Are you ordering Chinese? Why would I even? I want chicken balls and egg rolls. How do you even know what those are? With sweet and sour sauce. It's all sugar. You get bread and sausage and you like it. My sauce are really smelly, Mama. Everything about you is smelly. Cause I need a bath. Kazo, if you don't shut up, I'm going to beat you to death. Yours are mine, cause I'm a fun either way. That's it. And there you have it. That was very great. Indeed it was. But, uh, you know, the son didn't seem too bad. He just wanted some, he just wanted some food. A very specific food, I might add. And a bath, which, you know, I don't know how they would get running water down there being an old lady. Like, even her, can you imagine her carrying a tub? <laughs> like, I just imagine bathing this guy is just like a non-starter simply because, like, the, the fucking stairs and the weight of a wooden tub with, <laughs> with water in it. Yeah. Like, it's just impractical at this point. You just let the bacteria take him. Uh, he's fine. He, there's moss. I mean, that's that's got to do something, right? Yeah, that'll like eat the bacteria. Or it's like a loofah, right? <laughs> a mossy cave loofah. I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, you really. I think parenting nowadays is just getting too attached. We really need to cut the cord a little bit. Give these kids some room to breathe. All these helicopter parents just bathing their kids like every day or two, like. Oh. Come on. Let your kids get their stink on. 
we're naturally sneaky people. Oh, well, just me. Sorry. Deodorant. <laughs> I, I forgot need, to put it on. <laughs> who needs soap when you have deodorant? Exactly. And dry shampoo. Man, women these days are just classing it up. High we, maintenance. You don't even need to shower anymore. We got to spray for everything. <laughs> so, I guess all that's left is the kill of the week. <laughs> Well, I'm definitely not going to give it to the pussy-eating fail. Ugh, no. That that was just, ugh. It's, it's, it's no, it's, it's too deplorable. <laughs> so, and the uh, the old lady, it's hard to call that a kill since she's just working herself up into a frenzy. Yeah, she killed herself. Yeah, and the maid, like, she gets chain-whipped to death. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just not that impressive, though. So, I guess by default... With all things considered, the kill has to go to Jeffrey Coombs. He takes out his brother after noticing his chains. He just grabs the chains, pulls the guy back, but he's losing this tug of war. So he jumps off the side of the castle and just takes his brother with him. And it is, I mean, if you've got a way to die, this is a fucking epic way to die. Oh, yeah. Like, this is a hero's death. So he saves the day and puts the the family curse in as much as it is to death. Yeah. That was actually not my kill of the week. Oh, what was your kill? Mine was actually the cop, one of them, who goes to get water. Oh, and yes. he's chained, hang, hung in the fireplace. <laughs> but the guy still has up. His- the guy still has his chains on him, so did he just, like, wedge him in there like the Grinch? Uh, I have no idea how they... What? I don't know the the mechanics of this scene. All I know is that that poor guy... <laughs> like, I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> and it was a good kill, like, being hung in a fireplace with a chain. You know? I, I thought it was great. It's terrifying. I'm not walking by any huge fireplaces and castles, ever. And if I mean, you hear a noise in the fireplace, you just fucking get a mirror on a stick and a flashlight and just keep like a nice five foot distance. I would move out. That's <laughs> me. I, I have a very flight way of thinking. <laughs> I, I don't care if it's a fucking raccoon. I'm putting it up on the, I'm putting it up in the classifieds. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm just fucking out. And speaking of that, so are we. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to support the show, you can visit us on patreon.com slash graveyard. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can enjoy some extra episodes where we break from our usual formula and just either give a play-by-play of a movie. We will talk about TV shows, books, uh, just basically break away from what we do on here and just experiment and you can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegraveyardshiftpod. You can be one of the few people or maybe the first person to talk to us on Twitter at twitter.com slash gs underscore horror pod. You can also engage with us on Instagram at instagram.com slash thegraveyardshiftpod. And visit our homepage strangebiscuits.com slash graveyardshift. You can also listen, rate, review, and subscribe to us on CastBox, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and anywhere else that uh, 
this thing pops up when you look for it. And if we're not in any of those uh, places you subscribe to, let us know and we'll see about getting on there. So, Crystal, what are we reviewing next week? Next week, we have the pleasure of watching The Original Exorcist. Aw, shit, the William Blatty classic about possession. I cannot wait to get into this. It's going to be a great time. I'm very excited. But until then, I'm Mike. And I'm Crystal. And thank you for joining us on The Graveyard Show. <laughs> <laughs>